lady who lives at the heart of all form, hallowed be thy name. May thy queendom come, may thy will be done, that heaven may come to earth. Please allow me this day to drink from your sacred silver spring and forgive me my forgetting as I learn through your grace to return all non-love with love and take me by the hand and lead me step by step into the patient valley of your heart for yours is the earth my body and my life forever and ever Amen. Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? opening prayer is written by the author of the Gene Keys, Richard Rudd. It was shared with me by one of the women I meet with weekly for our contemplative practice, wherein I shared that I was working with the mother. As has been true so many times throughout history, when there is great despair and chaos and suffering, the mother starts to appear. She has appeared in the form of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Sorrows, So many places all over the world, there have been visions and sightings of the mother. Statues weeping, full body apparitions, springs coming suddenly out of the ground. The spirit of the mother has come to comfort us in times when Nothing else can. I have personally been dreaming of springs and wells and roses 
I've created an altar to the mother in my own sacred grove here. And I felt her pull me under her cloak as I've had to navigate some deeply difficult personal transitions in the past few weeks, along with holding the tragedies and the sorrows of the world in my heart. This is June 1st that I'm recording this, which is the first day of Pride Month here in the United States. This is the month that we celebrate gender nonconformity, diverse sexual orientations. And we don't just celebrate it in tolerance, but we celebrate it in pride that we acknowledge our gay and trans and queer and demi-sexual brothers and sisters and all the varieties of sexuality should be able to be proud of who they are in their expression, in their diversity, in their love of themselves and each other, and that it shouldn't be anything that needs hidden away Pride Month means more to me this year than it ever has before. As so many people close to me, people who I deeply love and cherish, are part of this community, are part of the community of gender nonconforming and non-heterosexual, beautiful humans. And if I have learned anything from observing nature my whole life, it is that nature selects for diversity and complexity and colorful expression. And to deny that truth and to deny other humans the pride of expression, of their complex, beautiful, colorful expression is a tragedy for everyone. I've been thinking a lot about justice recently. Justice is a cornerstone of Druidry. As a Druid, we talk a lot about peace We have been known to be peacekeepers and peacemakers, mediators, wisdom teachers throughout time. That's been the role of the Druid. But what is peace if it is not a peace built on justice? Peace without justice is a lie. It is suppression and control It is shallow, superficial, and saccharine. Peace without justice is not peace. And so what is justice? This is a question that has been turned over and over by the ancients for millennia. I was reading the book, The Art of Pilgrimage, this morning 
by Philip Cousineau as I'm preparing to leave for my own pilgrimage in just a few days. And in the book, he says, questions are made to initiate the quest. A question is an initiation. So asking ourselves the question, what is justice? Initiates us into a quest for justice and a quest for truth and a quest for understanding. In my own quest toward justice, I have found that it, justice in, in my experience is more of a feeling than something I can define easily. <laughs> in my body, justice feels like being understood and understanding. And for a deep mutual respect to be found. As long as one party is still othered, exiled, misunderstood, demonized, tolerated, there is no justice. There is only a hiatus between now and the next conflict. Justice is only possible through equity and inclusion. Through making room at the table where decisions are made for parties who do not typically have a voice. That is justice. For actually listening to the needs of the people we are trying to help instead of imposing our perceived needs onto those people. That is justice. By removing from our minds the idea that we are savior, that we have answers, that we know better, that if people would just be like us, there wouldn't be any problems in the world, and instead listening deeply without making assumptions, asking hard questions, and humbling ourselves enough to hear the answers to those questions. That is justice. And then the next step is taking real practical actions that create a just world. Sitting at the table together, listening deeply, respecting fully, caring and cherishing diversity. These are the foundations of justice, but we cannot live in a just world until actions are taken that implement justice. So again, in my body, in my experience, justice feels a lot like uprightness and softness at the same time. When Brene Brown talks about strong spine, soft belly, that is what justice feels like in my body where I am willing to sit in softness and receptiveness and humility, and I am upright 
in my own understanding of myself, my own needs, the world I want to see, that I'm willing to speak even if what I say is wrong, because I know that if I don't participate in the conversation, justice is impossible. And sometimes my silence is what is called for when someone else needs to speak. This is something I've seen so many times in circles of privilege. I am a white woman, so I carry a lot of inherent privilege just by being a white woman. And we believe our voice always is needed, that we have some important thing to say. And that is not always true. (laughs) Sometimes we are called in the culture of justice to hold silence to make space for other voices that are not usually heard or that are not invited. What you hear in the background is a hen crowing like a rooster. Our rooster Baba was killed in a fox attack a few weeks ago. Our flock of 10 was reduced to three, three hens. And Hecate, our black sex link hen, has taken it on herself to carry the role of the rooster to protect the flock. So anyone who tries to tell you about nature and binary sexuality has not kept chickens. Being open to these realities that are beyond what is convenient, beyond what is tidy, beyond what feels normal and traditional, being willing to dilate our aperture to take in more of what is true beyond what we hold as only our own cherished truths, that is justice. And so as a Druid, I know that peace is not possible without justice. And justice is not possible without deep listening and mutual respect and care. In times where deep listening is required and when tension is likely to present itself, I love to think of the Celtic prayer of approach. I honor your gods. I drink at your well. I bring an undefended heart to our meeting place. I have no cherished outcomes. I will not negotiate by withholding. And I am not subject to disappointment. We have been sold a lie that heroics is masculine, forceful, aggressive, physically strong, 
that, that being a hero means slaying the dragon with your brute strength. And so our Western culture has elevated dragon slayers. And look at where it's gotten us. I find true heroism, true courage in the mother. She who is willing to stay, who will not turn away. She who never abandons, never forces. The strength it takes to stay to be uncomfortable, to hold presence, to keep compassion at the forefront, even when disagreements occur. That is real courage. That is heroic. And that is exactly the energy that is being called for now. How do we stand in the gap? And there are gaps everywhere, chasms, divides. How do we stand in those divides and quest for justice? Ask the hard questions. Listen deeply for the raw and true answers, not react but hold space, not overpower, but invite and empower. This is the call I'm hearing today, the call for justice and action. In a few days, I am leaving for Dublin I will be moving through Ireland for about two weeks, visiting sacred sites with a group of spiritual pilgrims. I recognize that this trip is only possible because of the huge amount of privilege I've had in my life. And I bear the guilt of that. And I claim the quest because I have been called. It is my hope, my prayer in my heart that I can move through these ancestral sites, the Hill of Tara, Newgrange, the Aran Islands, and Inishmore, and something of Druid wisdom will awaken in my bones so that I will remember what justice really looks like. And I will remember how to answer this call, this call that the mother is putting out, this call for us to rise in love. There will be no podcast for the next two weeks as I let go of all of my day-to-day -day activities. <laughs> 
I am being pruned back severely for this pilgrimage. Many things that I've loved and cherished have been removed from me. And so I go into this traveling lightly. And I hope to bring back something that's worth sharing. Some kernel of wisdom or insight, some change in myself that helps me see more clearly. The paradox of going on a pilgrimage across the ocean during a time of so much unrest and danger feels so paradoxical to me. But this is the time when people are called to pilgrimage in times of uncertainty, in times of great consequence. And so I join a throng of people throughout history who have made these kinds of journeys. I invite your prayers and well wishes for my safety and my husband's and our whole group, for the safety of my children and family while we're gone, for the healing of this world. that the oaks might guide us. That the birds might guide us. That we might remember the blessing of clean water. That we might remember the deep magic of photosynthesis and how it may solve most of our problems if we would just prioritize as much photosynthesis as possible with the most variety possible. It is true that we are teetering. And as I think of this, a siren blares in the distance. We are teetering, but we haven't fallen off the edge just yet. Anything is possible now. In times of great crisis are born great ingenuity. I haven't lost hope. And I hope you haven't either. Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.